you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks, and, and thank God for you. Thanks for tuning into this broadcast, and uh, thanks for being part of this. May God bless you as we go through and, and devote our time, do some devotion to God, find some consolation in things that he's doing. And Kevin's with me again. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I'm having a great time in Phoenix, brother. Just yeah. uh, seeing a lot of good stuff take place here. Praise the Lord. Well, that's great. And a lot of Kansas City people think wonderful things happened there last week, brother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was in North Carolina during the uh, bomb that that hurt the uh, yeah the Philadelphia that hurt Philly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Philly cheesesteaks got tears on them this week, but uh, who knows what's going to happen next year? I, I you know that looked like a real yeah. good team, but folks i i just want to give you a warning kevin and i were just talking about this and uh we want to warn you and tell you if you're going through something like this you need some help contact us you know yeah. helpfulwoundedspirits.com doug at woundedspirits.com uh you all remember kevin rob r-a-u-b uh and uh out there on facebook if there's something we can say to you help you point you toward a local church or something we want to do that and uh, I know we've been given some, we'll be given examples and things of that nature. And some of you are going to go, man, I'm right there. I'm going through this, uh, you know, and then just reach out to us, reach out to one of us. It's okay. And, uh, uh, we'll help you look at that. And remember not all people who give you compliments are love bombing, you know, it's the excessive love bombing. You know, there's people in my life that go out of their way to tell me you look good. And I tell them they look good and we hug each other and, and things of that nature. That's fine. Uh, but you know, we're, we're an open book here and, uh, uh, we're going to tell you, uh, things, things we've been through. We won't mention any names, but, uh, there's people out there that have hurt us and we need to mark them that cause division. We need to point out things that have happened to us so they don't happen to you. And, uh, so anyway, we, we, yesterday we had the word of the day as narcissism and really love bombing. We went right into love bombing after that. And today we're in devaluation. And this is, it's, it's a sub-step to love bombing uh, right away. So in my case, I was, you know, totally love bombed. And all of a sudden I was saying, you know, if you did this, you know, maybe if you did this, maybe if you had this guy come in to speak. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, we built an organization from less than a handful uh, to where we're, we fill up more than a sheet of paper of names. We, uh, we planted more churches since I've been the general director uh, than uh, in, in the whole time before I got there. And then, then a letter was sent out about me that I wasn't a real church planner, even though I could provide names of people of a church we planted called High Falls Baptist Church up in uh, uh, Theresa, New York. And uh, I, for some reason, a letter was put out that I wasn't a real church planner, even though we planted more churches than anyone else, or to insinuate that I was a against church plan and again devaluing me not only to myself but to others and, and then saying you're going to replace me with a great church planner who church planted churches and then that guy bailed said i don't want to work for these guys in a leadership role so all of a sudden all this devaluing comes in and uh, uh and folks it, it's the idea of again 
reducing what you think of yourself, the importance of you making the other person, because then you need the other person in some way. So I don't know if the devaluing was done to me just because the guy is a rank uh, uh, narcissist or whether it was done in some way to get me to stay with an organization. Just instead of letting me exit stage left after 19 years of incredibly honorable service, I'm just not sure. But I do know this, the same thing can be happening to you right now. The very same thing. So you got to be very careful that uh, look at life, watch out for these pastors. This is a guy that I pushed to be hired. Uh, the pastor had me speak in front of the church maybe 10 times. Get up and speak about this. You know, I'm bringing him in as assistant, but you'll pick him if you want him to be the regular pastor. Uh, had me write Facebook posts. Had me do things to stick up for the guy. And, uh, and, and folks, a narcissist doesn't care. They don't care what you do for him. And, and not only, you know, in narcissists, you know, uh, birds of the feather flock together, you know, so you find that one missionary of, uh, uh, of terrible reputation fired from an organization and somebody that I loved and I cared for. And those are the ones that hurt the most folks. Uh, he comes along and, you know, will lie, say whatever, and believes his lies. You know, when he was fired, the guy called me up and says, he makes up lies and believes them and cries over them. And uh, that is a narcissist. They rewrite history to make them the victim. So remember that. And he said unto them is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not be set on a candlestick. So uh, again, we're suggesting that we're undervaluing something like hiding a candle or hiding someone's life, putting out someone's life. For what is a man profit if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? And, and so many of the importance of valuing one's soul and spiritual well-being. That's something that Kevin and I make our reality. That's our life. We're valuing you. We care about you. We love you. That's why we're on here doing this right. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness. That, that lowliness is I'm unimportant. I'm humble of mine. That's what lowliness actually means, unimportant of mine. Let each esteems one better than herself. So God's encouraging us there in Philippians 2, 3, that we should value others and treat them as more important uh, than we treat ourselves so that we think about ourselves. And so as I throw this over to Kevin, the love bombing comes. Man, you're the greatest person who ever lived. Then we devalue you, not only to you, but we have to rewrite that history and do it to everybody else. And we're not going to stand for that, folks, because we serve a great God and we get away from these people. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, what a great study this is. Um, narcissism, of course, the, the whole topic is a great, a great topic because it's 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 rife. It's, it's everywhere right now. I'm not saying everywhere, like in every person's life or in every person's circle, but it's not far away because, um, you know, narcissism is selfishness on steroids and it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's selfishness that's you know, kind of systematized into a person's way of thinking where a person, where people to them are instruments to, to uh, lift themselves up. And, and so, uh, uh, those that are in your situation, Doug, I, I see you were thought to be a threat to someone's power. And so you had to be, you had to be, first of all, uh, marginalized, 
then you had to be villainized, then you had to be demonized, and they're you know getting worse and worse. Where it's like, okay, if we if this guy, uh, if other people think well of him and they think less of me, like King Saul, the you know the poster child of narcissism in the Bible. Uh, if they, if people are praising David and not me, then that's a problem. I'm gonna have to start chucking some javelins his way. And, uh, you know, so narcissism, you know, just going back to, again, the general thing, it's largely thought to be a coping mechanism um, that is geared, that, that is learned from a narcissistic parent. So, uh, you know, nature and nurture turn us into what we are. And so, you know, the sins of our parents can, you know, can be visited on us. And that that sin of of hurting people and projecting my evil onto other people needs to stop. It needs to stop. We need to recognize that I have this tendency. So getting, getting from there, from, from general narcissism to this, to this cycle where, you know, we mentioned last time love bombing and now devaluation. So a narcissist in, in, in manipulating people, first of all, there's that, you know, I idealizing or love bombing, then there's the devaluing or, you know, breaking them down emotionally and criticizing and, 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 and so forth. Then there's discarding. And then there's that it's been called hoovering, which is like the vacuum cleaner, I guess, where, you know, you start to suck them back in, you contact them out of the blue, you give disingenuous apologies you, you love bomb again, but, you know, but, but, uh, invariably after you get someone really thinking well of themselves, you've got to shake them off of that and, and put them down below you again, which is awful. And that's done by devaluing and, you know, devaluing, I think can, can be everything from, you know, dismissing what anything they have to to say i mean did you ever meet someone doug who whatever you say hold that hold that one hold that one thought kevin we'll be right back folks hang with us so if you can hear this right now this is just a blank time that we throw into the podcast to allow radio stations to cut this time up a little easier So, Kevin, you were right there saying, uh, Doug, have you ever met someone? And I stopped you so we could go ahead and run what we had to run. <laughs> yeah, I'm old enough to have forgotten what I was saying. But no, um, I think I was getting into the idea. Uh, have you ever met someone that, um, you know, th- nothing you say, this is the devaluation. Nothing you say is going to be met with anything other than I'm going to put you in your place. We've got to establish right now a pecking order. And, and again, we're, we're not talking about just normal human, you know, a type A personality tends to be the alpha male. They tend to, you know, want to take the lead and that can be a good thing, but we're talking about someone who is manipulating. They want to convince you, you have no value because they've just idealized you. They've just love bombed you. Now they have to park you down, down lower. In other words, I have your loyalty. You've agreed with me that, that uh, I really am what you need. The best thing since sliced bread. Now, 
to prevent you from being uh, esteemed too highly for for the thing for the gifts that God has given you, we have to you know basically trash talk you, and that is just a terrible mental thing to have to to undergo and it'll mess with your mind it's abuse i mean you can literally if you're working for somebody who does that and i've found this out after the fact you can go uh to there's a religious fairs group in in richmond virginia so this happened to me in virginia there's also uh, employment and, uh, and this is considered emotional abuse, lying, uh, having emails, having conversations. I mean, this isn't hearsay. Uh, this is reality. And uh, so I, I guess what I'm saying to you folks is this is emotional abuse, but this doesn't surprise God. Uh, we started out yesterday talking about 2 Timothy 3, and we'll, we'll go back to Kevin with what we're going to read here in a minute. But it says, this day in 2 Timothy 3, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous. You know, they want what other people have. They're trying to knock a person down. They Sometimes, uh, sadly, it's for sexual reasons you're love-bombed and then devalued because you want to be like them and have them and prove yourself. They're boasters. They're proud. They're blasphemers. They're disobedient to parents. They're unthankful and unholy without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. I've been there. Truce was broken, falsely accused, uh, fierce, despisers of those that are good. They hate people who are doing better than them. They can't stand it because they live in life. Traitors, been there, seen it. Heady, high-minded, yep. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And you see, it's all described, I think, Kevin, right here in verse number five, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from mm. such turn away. Folks, let me tell you something. You can tell what's authentic and what's real, and you can tell what is not. Sometimes now, granted, sometimes we are blinded by love, blinded by appearance, blinded by someone's speech, blinded by this, blinded by that. But I'm here to tell you, after a little while, you know. You know that that's a form of godliness. You know that's not real. It's not real godliness to stab someone in the back. It's not real godliness to lie. It's not real godliness to have uh, to have conversations recorded where you do something completely different than you say you were going to do. It's not real godliness to try and ruin someone's life. That's not God, folks. What kind of love is that? Can I tell you what kind of love that is? Satan, the devil. Yeah, that's what it is, Kevin. Yep. Yep you know, uh, to the narcissist, just like to the devil, um, any human being on earth is not going to be a target of the devil's goodwill. Relationships to the narcissist are, uh, are transactional. In other words, what will it do for me? What can I get from this person? And again, we all have sin nature and just like, you know, we're all babies, you know, I mean, we all have the baby inside of us still that, that says, feed me, give me my rattle, or I'm going to throw my Cheerios across the, you know, the table. But, uh, we're talking about someone that is, again, they've crystallized this in their being that they are quietly living to use people to get something from them. They're not worried about hurting other people's feelings because after all, it's their privilege to be with me. And of course they're going to serve me. And, um, you know, 
as as hard as we may try, I, I I've had I've I, I've had what I'm convinced is narcissist leaders in my life, and, and not all King Saul style because there are people that do humble themselves, but they still have an ins- I call it an institutionalized view. In other words, to me, I don't know if the person Doug you're talking about is this way, but there is a there is a mentality in some church leadership today that's I'm that's this way. I am the man of God because I'm the man of God. You are here for me, and what I say is of God, and I'm going to just expect you to do what I say because of that position. And there's no earning of of um, their of their love and, and devotion. There's no earning their respect. It's it's all rank. I'm is, I'm supposed to you know get it by by pulling rank and and um, you know hard as we try to to get to put boundaries out with people, you know boundaries simply mean, uh, you know, these are the things that I am going to live within. I, these, my, my uh, personal rules between me and God are going to be this. I'm not going to disobey God and I'm going to be what God wants me to be. And I'm not going to be what God has not made me to be. Uh, I'm going to try to try to help the organization. I'm going to try to help everyone I know, but you are nothing so special to me that I'm going to cover your sins and you're no, you're not so special to me that you that I can be used to make you look good. I'll I'll try to make you look good, but you can't use me. You can, so basically, with a narcissist, you cannot make them respect your boundaries. And there's a term gray rocking that I've I've heard. Gray rocking is the only way that you can live under a narcissist. In other words, if you tell a narcissist your dream, they're going to smash it. If you tell them your weakness, they will weaponize it. If you tell them your highs, your lows, if you tell them your inner being, they're going to, you're basically give them ammunition. And so gray rocking is deciding they're not worthy of being shown the inner you, what God has made you, they're not interested in. So you're going to have to wall that person off as it were in a, with a gray stone to, uh, to you have to wall off that information from them because it's going to be your relationship with God that you derive your 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 energy you know spiritual energy from because that person in your life is going to be a taker. Those things won't change the narcissist, and so you have to you have to live like it says before God, walk before Him. Yeah, boy, that's good. And I'm reminded, you know, my phone would ring and it would be the narcissist. I remember one time I was uh, sitting outside my house. I I used to walk a lot. Now I've added my walk into a a gym type of thing because it rains a lot. But uh, so I'm doing it on a a treadmill and elliptical and then lifting a little. But I remember I was sitting outside the house watching my pulse come down. It was running about a 62 and I was putting it. I kept a log every day after I was done walking because I had lost some weight and I was really, really trying to be focused at, you know, um, which going in a good direction, being able to share it with my doctor and, and the narcissist called and, uh, and brother, my pulse went from 61 to 95, just looking down at that phone call. And, uh, that's what happens to people. You got to remember it's, it's almost a cult of personality. I, I read somewhere, I wrote this down. It said the ultimate narcissistic leader is one who develops a cult of personality, surrounded himself with people 
who support his delusions of grandeur. That's a Michael J. Hurd who wrote that quote. But I, the reason I wrote that quote down, Kevin, and, and thinking about that, mm-hmm. folks, is because that's exactly what it is. You know, there's this yeah. cult of this heavy, uh, I love yep. that term, gray rock, and I never heard that before. I heard someone use lobstering, hiding be- hiding beneath the, the muck in the rocks. So, you know, you wouldn't get caught under there. You would hide from bigger predators and stuff. Uh, but th- isn't that exactly what it is? You have to gray rock. You have to build a wall around yourself. But here's the great news. God doesn't want us to live there. Uh, God doesn't expect us to live there. Uh, you know, God takes us to a place and having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Brethren, I, I rode this narcissistic train for a few years and longer than that. And, and I'll tell you, there were tremendous highs and tremendous lows. And it, for a while, it ruined my life. And uh, now I live in a place, we had more people saved, I think, Kevin, that month from over in Ukraine uh, than this pastor probably saw in all his churches put together and all his ministries put together in his whole life. We had saved in a two-week period. Why? Because of God's favor, because we do what the Bible says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, and we're turning away from that, turn away. We sure do love you guys. Come back. We can't wait to go through gaslighting with you and more on narcissism and hear some of your stories. May God bless you. Have a good day. With that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.